Hello, all you beautiful listeners out there. I'm your host, Miguel Hernandez, and you're on the Quest to Entrepreneurship podcast. This is actually a special episode considering it's the very first one. And on this episode, we're going to be going over what this podcast is all about and giving you a little bit of background on myself and what I'm trying to achieve for entrepreneurs everywhere. Now, that being said, the purpose of this podcast is actually in the name, the quest to entrepreneurship. The definition for quest, a long or arduous search for something. Guys, if you think if I'm speaking to an entrepreneur that just got started or someone who's thinking about entrepreneurship, think about it like this. This is not an easy path, but it is a very rewarding path. I'm not going to lie to you or try to make it seem like it's a piece of cake and there's tons of money and you should just jump right in because you're, you're going to succeed. No, that would be a lie. Um, you're going to fail more than you've ever failed in your entire life picking this career choice, but you will succeed if you continue moving forward without stopping. That is a guarantee. That being said, the second word in the title or the second word that, that it really has uh, tons of meaning, entrepreneurship, okay? And the definition in Wikipedia is capacity and willingness to develop, organize, and manage a business venture along with any of its risks to make a profit. So guys, this is really all about that, giving you the capacity and the willingness is really all on you, but giving you the tools that you need to develop yourself, organize and manage a business and show you all the hard lessons that I've had to endure over the past decade of my life in this career and be able to give you those tools of the trade so that you don't have to face that alone and you can uh, not feel alone in this journey moving forward. Again, this podcast will be focused on everything entrepreneurial, every topic that you could possibly imagine uh, from business building, developing all the different cylinders of your business, whether it's lead gen, sales, fulfillment, customer success, finances, building your wealth, how to grow yourself, how to maintain uh, stability mentally, spiritually, your body, every aspect of just you as a person and driving yourself to success on this career path is what will be discussed on this podcast. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in and get started. My background, uh, interestingly enough, I was an army brat uh, for most of my life. My father served in the military for, uh, in the army for 20, uh, 20 years, in the air force for four years, total 24 years in service. Um, so I was an army brat for most of my life. I was actually born in Landstuhl, Germany um, in 1986. And I basically, after that, went straight to the States, grew up in the States uh, until I was the age, until I was about 10 years old. And then after that, went to Puerto Rico. And uh, I basically lived in Puerto Rico for the rest of my adult life until I turned 32 and then I moved to Austin, Texas, and that's where I'm currently situated right now. So that being said, just give you a little bit of background 
when I decided to enter the entrepreneurial career. And some of you might, uh, you know, this story might resonate with some of you, others, uh, maybe not so much. But um, I was like most people in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Um, A lot of people had kind of made decisions, oh, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be an engineer. Those are kind of like the three preferred life choices, right, that people kind of go for. Uh, At least in my high school, that was the case. And, uh, and basically in, in my, in my case, you know, I was headed towards either engineer or, or then when I got introduced to computer animation, uh, I was just marveled at just wanting to try my hand at, uh, you know, doing computer animation when I was graduating, this is when, you know, finding, finding Nemo was coming out and Pixar was just on the rise with the Incredibles and all of this stuff. And, and I really wanted to try my hand at that. Uh, and also I was just completely marveled at computers and I just wanted to learn more. So I took off in, in that direction. Um, my mother encouraged me to do, go that route. Cause if it wasn't going to be that I was going to the military and she wasn't having that. Um, so I, I went to Florida, went to full sail, studied, uh, for a computer animation degree, which was a big mistake because I hadn't done enough research and, Um, I'm a very extroverted person as most of you that are listening probably are. And if you're not, that's perfectly fine. Um, but in my case, being extroverted and, uh, most of the work that I was doing was kind of hibernating myself in front of a computer and not really talking to people. Um, it it wasn't the place for me. So over the course of the first five months, um, I kind of realized this is a lot of work and it's just, you know, keeping me away from talking to people, which is what I love to do. And, uh, you know, I kind of made the decision, this is not for me. So I went back to Puerto Rico, uh, decided to try my hand at the military, but this time, instead of going active duty, I went to the Air National Guard. Um, that was a bit of a mistake. Uh, long story short, uh, that was a short-lived experience. Didn't want to uh, continue down that route. I did get some benefits uh, for university and I did uh, learn a lot of amazing lessons from the military. So I'm not uh, dashing the military whatsoever. They gave me a lot of discipline and uh, I have a lot of gratitude uh, towards our service members. Um, Immense respect for people who choose that career, Uh, you know, especially since I know, you know, my father being an amazing example for me in my life. So that being said, uh, moving on, Uh, when I finally got back to Puerto Rico and did the military thing, um, I remember that I met a girl, as most people do. And um, she ended up becoming my wife. But before that happened, um, she was, she was actually, uh, you know, about to leave me. And it was because I couldn't hold a job. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of different uh, job opportunities that, you know, I was I was lacking in experience. I was about 21 years old at the time and I couldn't really, you know, hold a a job down. And and, you know, and I kept trying to find jobs and, and, you know, she kept trying to be patient with me and whatnot. But uh, eventually she gave me the ultimatum. She was like, hey, you know, if you don't get a job. Um, ASAP. And, and, I, and forgive me, I said 21. I was 23 at the time when it was going down. I met her when I was 21. But by the time I was 23, I, I couldn't really hold down a significant job. And, and I had, you know, some bad habits with uh, just 
just bad habits. Let's just leave it there. Um, and those bad habits were inhibiting me from uh, sustaining uh, jobs. So at that point, uh, I was told, you know, you either get a job or I'm leaving you. And that was a great motivator. Uh, and, and we're, we're going to go into a lot of different topics about motivation and mindset on this podcast, but, um, that like woke me up and it drove me to just do anything that was necessary to get a job. And I ended up going to a company that, uh, was in focused on sales. Some of you are probably going to freak out when you hear this, but I actually ended up at a vector marketing office. And for those who don't know, vector marketing is a company that's solely focused on selling Cutco Cutlery. Cutco Cutlery is, in my opinion, the finest kitchen knives uh, in existence. I still hold true to that. I still believe that the first product that I ever sold uh, is absolutely amazing. And for those that are that don't know how to sell, and you know you need to learn how to sell. And by the way, for those who are listening, if you haven't learned how to sell or you haven't closed a sale on something, on even a product that maybe you've created, um, don't call yourself an entrepreneur. I, I, and, and, and maybe you know, you're, you're more than happy to disagree with me. Uh, that's fine. But I honestly believe at least my trademark uh, or like passing of the torch to individuals in order to call yourself an entrepreneur, go sell something. I don't care what it is. Um, it could be it could be a keychain that you made and you sold for two bucks. Great. Now you're an entrepreneur. But if you're if you haven't cashed in or done a sale of something and I don't care what it is that you want to sell, you can sell whatever you want, but go, you need to, you need to have that experience because uh, regardless of, you know, what you might be doing, if you're a programmer or, or if you're just, you know, in manufacturing and you're, you're all about everything in the business except for sale, selling, well, guess what? You will always be um, dependent on a salesperson and guess what? Being the boss of a company and not knowing how to sell, good luck. Because you, your idea, you should be able to sell your idea better than anybody because you should be more passionate about that idea. So uh, please, if you have not sold something, uh, you need to get on it. Um, if you need help uh, deciding what to go sell, reach out to me. I will be more than happy to point you in the right direction to get you, you know, at least your first sale so you can figure out and you can feel the rush and you're like, wow, you know, I just generated income and, and now you're an entrepreneur and now we can start talking and we can start taking steps, right? But for those that have already sold something, my hat goes off to you. Um, you, you know, in my opinion, you are a uh, entrepreneur, and uh, you know it doesn't matter what stage you are at, or if you only sold one thing ever in your life. Uh, I consider you an entrepreneur, and then from there, it's just about building that skill set over time. So again, I still remember the first day that I signed up as a sales rep. It was on, I believe, uh, June, June sixth. Yeah, June 6, 2009. That was the day that I signed up as a sales rep. I took the Cutco training, signed my contract, and I went out and I did my first sale on that day. And my first sale was to my father. Um, and it was an absolute blessing. Um, not everybody gets that opportunity to close a big deal on their first day out for a sale, but I did get that opportunity and it did drive me. It, it helped me to realize, wow, this product is good. And if I just follow the manual and I follow what they're teaching me in terms of training, I can do this. And um, that's why I recommend vector marketing just as a, as a starting point for people to learn how to sell 
because it's just, it's just fantastic. So that being said, uh, definitely recommend that, uh, went out, uh, got my first sale. Then I started feeling like, wow, you know, this, this is definitely, uh, a place for me to grow. And I started crunching the numbers. And I remember that I just kept working. I kept putting in the work for about two straight weeks. And then when I did the, the, the math on my paycheck, uh, my second paycheck, not the first one, but the second paycheck that I was going to get, like I did the math and it came out to $700, right? And I'm never going to forget how I felt because really I had only put in about 30 hours of work that week. And guys, I'm, I'm 23, 23 years of age, making $700 at 23, like at that time in one week, never had done that in my life, let alone uh, for less than 40 hours a week. And when I saw that and I saw the potential, uh, I said, oh my goodness, like this is it. I found my thing. I found my job career. And, uh, and I'm going to basically push my way to financial success uh, on the, on the coattails of selling Cutco knives. And that's exactly what ended up happening. I, uh, had an amazing summer. I immediately went into an SC2 push. For those who don't know, that's basically the biggest competition that they have, uh, in, a, in the summertime sold about 10,000. I think it was $10,351 total, uh, on that push. I got recognized. I was like the 26th, uh, best seller in that contest on the Eastern region. Um, and that blew my mind because I had never, again, guys, like it's been only a month and a half, uh, about a month and a half, no more than two months since I had started selling ever in my entire life. And I am here standing on stage in front of, a, a you know, hundreds of reps and, um, and I'm getting cheered on for something that I just learned how to do. So it, it was very invigorating. Definitely recommend this to people if you put your head down and you just learn and you're passionate about what you're putting out there and you know that it's a good product and it's something that you would buy, then definitely go out and sell it. Now, if you don't believe in what you're, you're buying and what you're selling, don't even bother because they're going to know that you don't believe in it. And, and, and you're also doing people a disservice. So that's the standard here, guys. If you don't believe in what you're selling, don't, don't even bother. Okay. Seriously, go find something that you are passionate about, that you would buy, that you know that you would feel confident uh, putting in the hands of whoever you're going to uh, sell that, that product to. And for the most part, it shouldn't even be a sale. It should be basically just telling them about the product and they should just want to do it, right? They should just want to do it, but you also have to ask for the sale, but it's all, it's all part of it. Anyway, I'll be going into tons of different lessons on, on how to increase and better your sales process and even use the, that standard sales process that I learned to you know, alter it to whatever product that you want to sell. So uh, that's something that I've learned over the years how to do. Like I can basically create a sales process for any product uh, in any industry, uh, now it's not as easy as just, Hey, just, we're going to put it together. There's a lot of data that needs to be collected, but it, it can be done. So anyway, I'm here going off on a sales tangent, but going back to what happened, cause this is about just my background. Uh, I want to fill you in, uh, quickly at that, at that SC2 conference, I was told, uh, that I should become a branch manager. Uh, that is basically someone who opens up an office for about three months in the summertime, um, which is like prime time season for uh, Cutco sales. Um, so I went ahead and I went into training. Uh, 10 months after I had started, I was opening my own office. And um, then after I closed that summer out, I closed out of like about $124,000 in sales. Um, just missed the trip. For those who know about Vector, they know that the at least in that time, 
time period. I don't know about now, but at that time time point, like you had to hit 125,000 and I hit just shy, like 124 and some change. And it really just was laziness. It was just my, just being tired after a whole summer. And it was just stupidity on my part. I could have gone out and done a sale and, and hit the marker. But anyway, and, and we're going to talk about that guys, like missing the mark because you just being unmotivated and, and, and losing it. And there's, there's so much that I want to give to you guys because uh, it's just lessons I've learned that I, I've learned over 10 years of pain and struggling. And, and I don't want you, my listeners, to go through those struggles. If you are wise, you will listen to what I'm teaching you and apply it. And then you won't have to struggle with it. And my goal is that I get like a brand new entrepreneur, someone who's never done this before. And two, three years after you start listening to this podcast, you're making $100,000 a year or, you know, half a million dollars a year. That's my goal is just to take people that, that never done it before and to, you know, make them, you know, make, if your goal is a hundred thousand dollars a year, then get you there as soon as possible. If your goal is half a million or a million dollars a year, then let's get you there as soon as possible. But I want to, I want to remove obstacles uh, but again, this is all about you. This is about you deciding to take in that wisdom. And that's a very, very tough thing to do. A lot of people like to learn with the blows and, and you know, getting hit. Uh, and they don't want to believe other individuals that have the experience. So I definitely want to just contribute as much to you as I possibly can. Um, anyway, going back after I... Uh, finished over at Vector, you know, that summer, they quickly promoted me to, to a district manager. Uh, I didn't know whether I wanted to do it or not. Uh, but I was convinced with my fellow uh, colleagues, they told me that I was going to kill it. And I was again at Puerto Rico. So the whole market was going to be mine for a whole year. So it was great. Uh, went ahead and did it. Uh, I, I actually did. I stopped going to college because I was going to college. And I was like, well, I go to college because I need uh, uh, you know, I need to get a job, but I'm being offered a position here where I'm going to be making a lot of money if I do this right. So uh, I just need to put my head down and like ignore college. Um, a lot of people, you know, they have different difference of opinions here. And I respect everyone's view on, on, uh, you know, traditional education, uh, and going to an institution and getting a degree. Like if you are currently trying to get a degree and you're closing it out, Hey man, close it out, you know, or, 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 you know, get, get your degree, get your studies. If it's contributing to your knowledge uh, and it's helping you, then definitely it's worth it. But for the most part, at least my opinion on getting degrees is is kind of like what Gary V uh, talks about that, you know, in the business entrepreneurial realm, there's no institution out there that can actually give you an education that that will contribute something that you can't learn in the street faster, right? So uh, that's, that's something to think about. Now, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to like, you, you got to go to college, you got to do the traditional. But if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, and that's who should be listening to this, um, definitely understand uh, maybe college isn't for you. But again, it doesn't mean that you're not a student. I'm constantly learning every single day. I constantly read books. I've been a student for the past decade of my life and I've learned more than people that have been trying to get, you know, bachelor's, master's and, and doctorates. But 
I've mastered my craft because I know the importance of growing and adapting to the marketplace. Um, and that's something that you need to learn as well. And yes, you can adapt faster than the market changes. A lot of people say, oh, the market changes so fast, you can't even keep up with it. That's a lie. Uh, you have the capacity as a human being to keep up with the market, okay? So that being said, going back, uh, and, and you're gonna notice this is a kind of a trend in my podcast. I will always go off on a mini tangent and then come right back. Uh, so again, finished you know, that first fall as a district manager. Um, you know, it was horrible. I was living out of my office. I was struggling uh, to make ends meet. I was, you know, uh, you know, basically lying to my sales reps. They, they thought I was living the life and, and I was actually sleeping in the office and just the struggles of, of starting a new business, guys. It, it's, you know, it, this is not for everyone. This is definitely something that when you, when you want this and you're pat, you have to be passionate to be able to take the hits. Um, but went through that experience. Uh, and then after the fall, like January of next year, I hit a record sales month. I remember I sold like $97,000 in product uh, in that month alone in January. Broke some records. I, I'm, I think my record was broken later by somebody else, uh, definitely by now. Um, but at that point, like I had broken the record in, in my area. And, uh, and again, that was just a lot of focus and dedication and consistency, even when there seemed to be no results coming through. Right. So it was a lot of that. And then on top of, uh, on top of everything else, uh, quickly the money started pouring in, like money just started to come in so fast. And this was a big problem because I had never had this much success before. And, you know, when you make a $10,000 paycheck, like who's ready for that? And I'm, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm about to turn 24, you know, I, I believe, yeah, I'm about to turn 25, exactly, because I'm already 24 at this point, and I'm about to turn 25, and, and I'm making all of this money, um, and, and, and I also want to get married, right? So uh, it, was, it was a very tough transition, a lot of new things, and I didn't know how to handle success, and we're also going to talk about that. Handling success is, is a tough thing, guys, and it's, it's not... You know, talk about handling failure and handling success, I would dare say, is even more difficult um, because you can make a lot of mistakes. You can live like a rock star, like, oh, I've arrived. And really, all you're going to do is set yourself back and, and be in misery uh, soon after making these big uh, leaps with money. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about that um, and finances and how to grow your wealth. So again, did the, every mistake you could do under the sun, uh, didn't manage my finances properly, just spent it on all the wrong things. Um, and basically, by the end of that year, I was broke. Like I had lived the life that year, it was doing great. I moved into a new apartment, I got married, did all this stuff. But like then I was just struggling by the end of that year. And it was not something that I really enjoyed. Uh, it was something that was very unmotivating for me. And, um, and, it, and it hurt, it hurt. Um, soon after that, I went ahead and uh, got myself, uh, you know, brainwashed pretty much. I was already trying to find an exit from the company and seek something else because I was blaming it on, on tons of other factors. And I'm not going to, I'll go into more detail about that. But I was, I was again playing the victim card and I was blaming it on tons of factors instead of blaming it on myself and learning from my mistakes. Um, so then I, I started to look for other opportunities and other opportunities did show up and I did move over to a multi-level marketing company. And, uh, and this was, uh, you know, ridiculous because when I moved to the multi-level marketing company, apparently I did really, really well. I don't recommend multi-level marketing companies. I'm not saying that they're 
all bad or that it's it's a negative place, but like they they brand it as if you are a an owner. Oh, you're an owner. You're an owner of your time. No, you're not. You're a salesperson. You're a salesperson forever and ever. You're not an owner. You will never be an owner in a multi-level marketing company. That is a lie. If they're trying to fabricate that to you, that is a lie. You will always forever be a sales rep. And that whole passive income thing, that's a lie too. You have to be constantly recruiting, constantly selling, constantly doing work in order to generate a paycheck. That that whole thing of, oh, I'm going to coast and my organization is going to do everything for me. No, they will not. You, they need a leadership to be able to continue to do things. And uh, that's the problem. It's, it's basically they're promoting a lie. And a lot of people that get in there, they quickly see that it's not what was promoted and then they get out. So it's, it's, if you're going to do it, at least be real with the people that you're recruiting. Tell them this is hard work, but there is a great payout, right? So I had a, I had a lot of success with that company. Um, a lot of money started coming in, but then what? I got complacent. I got real lazy, started, you know, depending on, because I believed the lie. I started depending on my staff to actually do the work instead of me. And while I was just chilling and not doing anything, and I paid the price. Several months later, my organization falls to shreds, um, and it's just, you know, horrible. Um, there was a big moment in my life where spiritually I was transformed, uh, at that moment, I actually came to Christ, um, became a Christian. Uh, there was a lot of stuff there guys that I unraveled later and, um, yeah, be more than happy to talk about that, but that's not what this podcast is about. Uh, what, what I will say is that, um, there's these roadblocks in your life and there's turning points where you, you know, you have to make a choice and you have to decide what kind of person are you going to be and, and how are you going to develop yourself and your character? Uh, and, and that was a big turning point in my life. And, and I remember it, it, it affected me at all levels and I had to kind of rebuild myself from that moment, uh, and work myself back. Uh, but now with a newfound, um, you know, perspective, a new worldview, a new love and a passion to genuinely help people and not being money hungry and all the kind of negative stuff that I had laced into my uh, mindset of being an entrepreneur was like ripped out of me. And it was a true blessing and I absolutely adore it. And, uh, and yes, you know, definitely transformed my life. Uh, and moving forward, uh, was, you know, started impacting many more lives and just having the right kind of love and, and just passion for people, just wanting to really, really help them. Anyway, moving forward, went ahead and got, uh, got different jobs, uh, different sales gigs back and forth, was barely making ends meet. Um, but I kept, you know, working and then I actually met up with my first ever mentor. Uh, shout out to Christian Colongos. I love you, man. Uh, you're amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have him on an interview on this podcast at some point and you guys are going to be able to meet him. But the, the guy is, you know, the whole point of this guys is understand you need a mentor, uh, whether you're going to use me as one of your mentors, cause it's not just having one mentor, it's having multiple, but you know, you could use this podcast as a mentorship program, or you can just, you know, find people in your industry that you're trying to reach out and find somebody that's really, really good at what they do. Somebody that's actually doing what you want to do. Right. And then ask them to mentor you. Right. Uh, and they're probably going to say no, but you, you, you need to show 
that you're passionate, that you're aggressive, that you're willing to start from the bottom, that you're humble, that, you, that you're willing to do whatever it takes. And, and you'll be surprised how people open their doors up. And uh, there's a lot of great, great mentors out there who, who take you on. Um, and, I, and I wasn't even looking for mentorship, like official mentorship. I basically just, you know, this guy started giving to me and he started helping me and he started to just contribute to where I was at in my life. And, and I started to, you know, add these tools to my repertoire of, of, of being an entrepreneur. And I started to see more success and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. So I went and I started working with him closely and he kept adding on and adding on to my life and just, you know, a giver, a true giver. Um, and I absolutely, I absolutely love that man. So again, another shout out to him. So that being the case, you know, he mentored me for several years, um, and he still does. Uh, but it was like aggressive mentorship. I remember we started a mastermind group uh, with a lot of individuals, and and he actually helped me start my first business in Puerto Rico. And I, I was literally living off of this business for years. Um, and and it all started. He actually made. He, he actually made the first sale for the business. And after he made the first sale, he literally handed me the money. He's like, here's the money for your first sale because I know you need money. Go. You saw what you need to do. Go execute. So guys, you know, whatever I can do to help you cross that road um, and give you that confidence, let me know. Uh, because that, you know, if you're a doer and all you need to do is see the example and then you can go and keep executing, you're my type of person. And I'm more than happy to help you. Um, but anyway, that being said, took off, uh, built a lot of experience, learned a lot of things, but it, I wasn't done yet. I needed to learn more about marketing and, and my mentor was very clear about, um, you know, you need to become a marketer, not just a salesperson. So, uh, there was a lot of learning, a lot of book reading, a lot of growth over years. The mastermind group was every single weekend and we would go every, every weekend to this sandwich shop called Mesong and we would eat there and you build just this family base of, of, of GSD members, um, amazing people that I still hold close friendships to today. Um, and I talk to them almost every weekend, right? So just again, guys, you can't get to the top by yourself. This whole lone wolf mentality doesn't work. You want to do it in packs. You want to work like all the successful people that I see get where they're going fast. They always have peers that are on the same level with them and want to drive them to a higher, uh, you know, a higher point in their lives. So understand mentorship and having like-minded peers to surround you constantly is a huge factor for success because there's going to be tons of negative minded people and people who just don't get you. It could be your family. My own mother, um, not that she, not that she didn't encourage me, but she didn't see eye to eye with my career choice. She didn't want me to go down the path of being a salesperson. She didn't want me to, to do that because she saw the risk because there is risk. Uh, and she basically just wanted me to settle for a nine to five. Nothing wrong with that nine to five job. There's tons of people who do it and tons of people who are super happy. And again, going back to Gary V's perspective, do what makes you happy. If you are doing what makes you happy and you just got the life and you, you, you're, you're good and you got the family, and you got the income that you want to get, then great. You, you shouldn't listen to this. You know, you shouldn't, but, but I'm, I'm about inspiring more than that. Like, I don't think that as an entrepreneur, someone should aspire to a nine to five. I think an entrepreneur is going to put in, uh, maybe not every week, but there should be those weeks where you're passionate, you're building, and you're going to put in an 80-hour work week, right? 
Like I've done those guys, I've done those. And, and, and it's not all the time. I'm not saying that you need, that's the life, right? There's a lot of people who disagree with me on this. They think, well, that's the life. You know, you have to do 80 and 90 hour work weeks. Uh, and, and that's how you become successful. And, and I disagree. Um, you can wear yourself out and you can uh, not get where you're going because you're not resting. Um, so it's very, very important that you, that you do rest, um, that you do take your mind and it's a blend and it's a balance. So so I'm not here, uh, you know, uh, you know, prescribing to, uh, you know, the 80 and 90 hours. Uh, yes, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you can put in 16 hour workday and and it doesn't it doesn't hurt you at all and you're good to go or, and you're single and you you have no responsibilities outside of your own life. Hey, go for it because now's the time, right? Uh, definitely. But if you're married, you have a family. Hey, hey you know, you you need to take care of your family, right? Um, uh, that's super important. So, uh, again, there's a balance. There is a balance here. Um, and it's, it's very, very, uh, keyed in and very important that you understand that. Anyway, going back after, uh, that I've, you know, had a lot of ups and downs, different business startups that I did in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, and it was very, uh, it was very hard to stay focused because the, Every time I felt like I got traction, there would always be some kind of obstacle that would hit me and set me back. And, you know, to be completely transparent, it would set me back a lot further than I should have gone because I would give in to the negative mindset and the negative loop uh, that I would uh, prescribe in my mind. And I I was just like, man, like I suck. Like I'm not even supposed to be doing this, you know, and I would I would like my mom, my mom's comments would, would, you know, barrel into me and, and I would make them worse. Cause my mom would say something like, Hey Miguel, you know, I think it's about time that you just start getting yourself a job because you know, you're, you're struggling. And, and, you know, and again, I had a nasty attitude towards people who had nine to fives. I've since then changed my perspective. I don't have a nasty attitude about nine to five. If you need to pay the bills, go get a nine to five. Like seriously, you, if you, if you, if you're broke, and your excuse is, I'm an entrepreneur, then no, go get, a, go get a nine to five, go work at a gas station, go work at a McDonald's, go work. Like if you can't humble yourself to, to do that, just to pay the bills, then, then you're, you're, not, you're not cut out for this because uh, that was a big factor of mine that I had to release and, and it took me years to release that. So understand, humble yourself, okay? Do what needs to be done to pay the bills and then put in the extra work to become that entrepreneur and to go further than other people. You have to be willing to do today what others don't want to do so that tomorrow you can do what others can't. Okay. That's really, really important. Um, and that's not even my phrase, uh, by the way, a lot of you that are entrepreneurs out there know that th- that's, that's not something that I've come up with. So like, I always quote like a lot of books and a lot of people that I've learned from. Um, so a lot of the things you're going to hear from me, uh, maybe aren't my ideas. They're just ideas that I grew up with and I built my, my personality and my brand and everything on, uh, because they're true. They're true statements that will grow you and, uh, and, and, you know, take you through the tough moments. Uh, and it's, it's very, very important that you have that arsenal to recall on those things. So anyway, uh, finally, uh, you know, I was in the hurricane. For those who don't know, Puerto Rico got hit with a massive hurricane uh, on t- 2018. Uh, September 20th, 2008. Uh, I'm sorry, was it 2018? No, I don't think it was 2018. I think, I think it was 2017. So, uh, yeah, 2017, uh, September 11th, 2017, uh, uh, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. 
didn't have light for six months, right? In most areas, I, I didn't have electricity for like about uh, three months. Uh, it was very difficult. You know, I had a, I had just started a, a, a startup uh, like a few months before the hurricane hit, and that was tough because it was all online. It was all internet sales and. And, you know, everything just fell through the cracks and then I, I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't make income anymore. I started working for a nonprofit called uh, Foundation for Puerto Rico and I put my entrepreneurial skills to good use, uh, helping local businesses rebuild themselves in that time and kind of bring them back from that storm even stronger with more tools, uh, you know, and, and it was an absolute amazing experience to be a part of that team. Uh, shout out to the bottom up team. Um, you know, Alma Frontera, who was an uh, amazing uh, leader. And, you know, she kind of guided us through all that. And just everybody else, you know who you are. Uh, I want to shout all, all your names out because you guys are amazing. Um, but had a great, great time uh, with that team. And, and we really bonded helping a lot of individuals um, in, in Puerto Rico with logistic missions for food and water. And just, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of hard work. Um, but after that, I kind of had my fill of Puerto Rico and in 2018, uh, about April, about yeah, April 2018, I remember it was April 29th, I left Puerto Rico for the first time in 22 years and decided to move to Austin, Texas. Now, I've been living in Austin, Texas for about a year and five months, and it has been a amazing transition um, and that's where I'm going to end my current story. I'm still here, still working, developing my entrepreneurial skills. And again, the purpose of this podcast is to teach you what I've already learned in my 10 plus years of experience. And on top of that, make sure that you have less obstacles and bumps to go through because you're going to learn and hopefully adapt to your scenarios using the tools that you're learning on this podcast. I do not by any means want to be your only mentor uh, or only podcast that you listen to. If that's the case, you need to get more content. You need to get other podcasts out there. There's amazing people that you can listen to. And I have tons of people that I read, uh, listen to, and I constantly educate myself. You have to go into student mode. So that's really how I want to close this this episode off in. This is all about becoming a student and uh, just growing yourself on a day-to-day basis. If you're not learning something new every day, even if it's a tidbit of information, but if you're not growing yourself every day, then um, you know count yourself out because there's other people that are more hungry than you and want to achieve great success. If, if you're one of these entrepreneurs out there that wants to be the 1% of the world in income, uh, in, in generation of income, guess what? Those people are constantly learning. Those people are constantly growing their wealth and being smart about how they uh, handle their finances. Um, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of knowledge that you can acquire and acquiring the knowledge is just part of it. Actually putting it into practice and doing it is the harder part of the equation. And that's really what I'm here for. I'm here to teach you and give you uh, practical advice and metrics and how you can push yourself to do things that you don't feel comfortable necessarily doing, but you know you need to do to achieve that success. So again, um, this is all about you. This is all about your needs and what you're looking for. 
So be sure to stay tuned and I will see you on the next episode of the quest to entrepreneurship. Take care. Have a great day.